Hello, friends. Welcome back to uh, Fandom Talk, where me and Al are doing Christmas Fests. And um, how are you doing, Al? What's up? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Ready to talk more Christmas on this yes. Christmas Eve podcast. How are you, Jenny? I'm really good. Really good. Um, you know, I uh, we, we are doing a request from the EIC today. Um, it's a movie called Christmas with a View. It's on Netflix. And apparently it's really popular on Netflix, too. Uh, apparently it gets watched quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it is weird. <laughs> I, love, I love that Christmas Fest has, like, the anti-Nathan um, Lewis, like, um, special edition episode where, like, we talk to Nathan at Horror Fest and says, hey, and say, hey, man, are there any, like, films you want us to cover? And he gives us a list of, like, really good horror movies to talk about. Um, <laughs> and in Christmas Fest, we have, like, um, pretty much the opposite of that, where <laughs> where Jacob inserts himself into our show and says, hey, cover these horrible Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's, I, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, but, you know, here we are. Maybe next year we'll do something a little different. Um, maybe next year we'll ask Nathan for his advice, actually. Maybe, that, uh, maybe that sounds glorious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Christmas with you. Al, do you want to you give us synopsis? <laughs> what is there to talk about? <laughs> um, yeah, I can. It's fine. Um, so I apologize, everybody out there. This is going to be a rough one. Um, so Christmas with a View, 2018 film. Um, 2018, 2018 film directed by Justin, um, Justin G. Dick, which I looked him up on IMDb and like, this is all this guy does is these, <laughs> is these kinds of like made for TV Christmas movies, um, um, which like, which, like, I guess he's found his niche. Like, he's found he's found the thing he wants to do. So, so can we call him the Kevin Feige of Christmas? I'm sorry, Jenny. Should we call him the Kevin Feige Christmas film? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. Um. So, so we've got, which actually, I've got. Um, I'm thinking about it now. I actually have a lot to say about this one. Um, so, so we have Christmas with a View, 2018 film. It's about a young woman who lives and works in like a ski resort town kind of thing. It's one of those things where like it's technically a town, but it has like one thing that fuels um, its entire economy. Um, I kind of refer to it as like the inverse of like a Dungeons and Dragons town where like every small town in Dungeons and Dragons has like has like a vast economy of just like every town has a blacksmith and every town has like has like a general store and every town has this and that. Um, this is the opposite of that. I believe this is a town that like just has a ski resort and everything else radiates outwards from that. Right. Um, um, hence the name Christmas with a view, which um i find kind of contentious because the only there are only two views that they show throughout the film one of which is a not very well <laughs> pit 
um, ski slope that has the same two people going to down it every time it's shown. And then the other view they have is basically like a JPEG image of a mountain they've plastered onto like a onto like a green screen. <laughs> like it very clearly is not a real mountain. <laughs> um, so those are the views in Christmas with a View. But yeah, it's about um, uh, it's about this young um, that this young entrepreneur or hopeful entrepreneur. Um, who, whose name is Clara, um, which is on a necklace that she wears, which I thought was going to come up way more throughout the film than it did because it comes up like six times in the opening 20 minutes. Um, it, so it's about Clara. And Clara seems to be unhappy with her life, even though it seems, she, it, it strikes me as she lives a very accomplished life to be honest with you but she's very unhappy with her life she's um, the manager of a restaurant in the ski resort town um where everybody goes to eat and ski i guess and she used to have her own restaurant in chicago and for vague unclarified reasons that did not work out and so she came to this ski resort town, which I guess her family also lives in. And um, she's the manager there at a restaurant. So first little aside, I'm going to make about the whole setup and premise of the film. Um, this has put her out to be like this very unaccomplished, very unsuccessful individual who's like struggling with her life and with her finances and like her car's a piece of crap that like is giving her trouble all the time and it's set up to be like oh she's just the manager of a restaurant in a resort town and like she <laughs> like i don't understand that because clara is probably making like easily like six figures a year with this job like that's a that's a pretty good job to have <laughs> like if her car if her car is broken it, it's only her fault she can clearly afford to fix her car if she wanted to um but who comes upon the scene who throws a wrench into the daily routine of her apparently sad and empathetic life then shane rourke who is shane. a celebrity chef um a, apparently a very like sexy uh, celebrity chef yeah. um yeah sure who gets <laughs> who gets a job as the new head chef of the restaurant um the professional relationship between Clara and Shane is left very vague, which I would think would cause problems in the hierarchy of a restaurant. Um, but that's Absolutely. like, it's never made clear, like who is whose boss at any point. Um, at one point, um, Hugh Peters, who spoiler alert is the bad guy in the movie, I guess. Um, he, he says that like Shane wants to meet his staff and like, he includes the the manager of the restaurant in that like um i'm in that like his staff phrase and like i don't know it's just very strange 
Um, gradually, they fall in love. Shane is there for reasons. After having seen the movie, I still don't understand. Um, <laughs> and they eventually fall in love and like uh, decide to to take over a bed and breakfast from this other couple who was being um, like their bed and breakfast was being poached by the owner of of the restaurant where they worked. Um, that whole thing was um, just. I suppose it was conflict. Um, and then hidden away in this movie is the excellent actress Vivica Fox. Yeah. <laughs> like, Casually Clarence's mom is Vivica A. Fox. Like Yes, like that that part kept striking me as absolutely insane in this movie. Because like this movie. I'm going to spoil a little bit towards the end of the podcast right now. Y'all, this is a really bad movie. And, like, the fact that, like, I had to sit there and watch, like, really, like, just, like, very poorly acted and written scenes, like, just slogging through the movie. And then occasionally, like, Vivica Fox shows up. And I'm just like, oh, my, she's... Oh, she's incredible. I love Vivica Fox. And then she'll have like three lines and then that'll be it. And yeah. I have to wonder how much did they pay her to do this movie? Because she's a legitimately good actress. Um, I was like, she read the script and was like, yeah, I want to be in this movie. Like, I'm just shocked by that alone. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, which, especially since I'm convinced, having read the script beforehand, was not a requirement to be in the movie. Because at no point do I feel like um, the actor who plays Shane has any idea what's going on in the film. (laughs) (laughs) I'm unconvinced that he read the script at all when he went into the scenes and was just kind of told to just kind of react to things going on around him. Because he looks lost in every scene of this movie. Well, he does. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. That was a really good synopsis, Al. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Y'all, if it doesn't sound like a whole lot happened in the movie, that's because you're right. (laughs) And it went on for an hour and a half. Hour Um, and a half. This story could be told in, like, eight minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're going to try to stretch it out here, and it's kind of going to be, it's going to be hard, but we're going to do it. Um... So, yeah, uh, so, you know, obviously we talk about our first thoughts, and I'll go ahead and start us off with that. Um, My first thoughts after, like, so we watched this movie a couple of years ago, and me and my brothers will just, like, tear movies apart, and, like, just, it's fun because you just laugh at them. Uh, But watching this alone was very, like, oh, my God, this is, like, torture. Like, again, watching those people, you're, you can, like, make jokes, you know, and, like, play off each other. But I don't recommend watching this movie alone because it is really hard to get through because it's really boring. Um, <laughs> but my first thoughts, um, I mean, yeah, it was really cheesy. It was very, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I will say this. I really like the green screen because it was so bad. Like the green screen, so like the show, like the, um, the chef show is just chef's kiss. Like it's a great, oh. 
Uh, man. But yeah, I guess my first thoughts were it's really cheesy and boring. That's probably what I could surmise it as. There's really not a whole lot. Hey, <laughs> what would you? What would your first thoughts be, Al? Um, no, that's fair. Uh, that's very fair. I think like. God, until you, until you talked about it just now, I'd forgotten about the weird, like, green screen background of, like, of, like, the chef competition TV show. That, again, like, there's so many things in this movie that did not need to be in it. Like, we didn't gain, like, anything from that entire sequence of the yeah. chef show. It actually, like was more confusing to watch that and then see Shane's character, like, afterwards. Because, like, on the show, like, the little clip they show, he's, like, dancing and being silly, and, like, everybody thinks he's, like, really hot. And then, like, when he gets to, like, the ski resort, he's just very, like, timid, like, just, like, you know, no no thoughts in the head kind of look. <laughs> um, and so that was weird. Like, and then, like, yeah, I don't know. And yeah. it, that whole scene's kind of weird because the whole staff standing around watching it and Clara has to be the one to be like, guys, let's get to work. And they're just kind of like, oh, but Shane Rourke. And it's just, it's really weird. I don't know. It is. Like, I like they kind of try to use that to give his character, like, any semblance of depth. But, like, um, it doesn't work at all because there's there's like one or two scenes where he's just like, you know, you need to understand that like on that show, I'm just playing a character and I'm not like really like that. Except like when he's not on the like fun celebrity chef show, like he's, he is such like, he's such the human equivalent of like a three afternoon nap. That you're just that that you're just like Shane. I would rather you be the character on the show. Like <laughs> that guy was fun. He was like he was dancing around. He was like flirting with everybody. Like he was he was great. I want that Shane in this movie. Like <laughs> like um. So that doesn't work at all. But um, yeah. I just my initial thoughts and like I'm really. I'm really not trying to lay it on as thick as I am going to, but like I'm being completely honest. One of the first things I thought within the first few scenes of the movie um, was I was blown away by the fact that every aspect of this film is so bad. Like, <laughs> like, like I mean things like, yeah, like, there's a ton of, like, low-budget, straight-to-TV and streaming holiday films that have, like, bad acting and, like, a weird script and things like that, right? That happens all the time. That's whatever. But, like, I was so distracted by, like, um, everything. Like, the color saturation of things was off. Like, at first I thought it was, like, just um, the fact I was watching it on my TV because I have my, uh, um, I have the colors settings on my TV optimized um, for games rather than for, like, shows. And so I, like, changed it up and tried to watch it on my phone afterwards to see if it was the same. And, like, the colors are just, like, super jarring. Like, everybody looks, like, kind of jaundiced. 
It's, <laughs> it's very weird. Every time anyone wore a color clothing other than black, it was just like it just like reached out and slapped you in the face. Yeah. It was crazy. At one point, Shane is wearing a red shirt. And like it's the only thing on screen that you can see. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it jumps out so much at you. The last scene, him and Clara, he's wearing a bright blue shirt and she's wearing a bright red shirt. And that's all I can remember about that scene. You can almost see those shirts become one and turn into an awfully covered, colored purple shirt. Like, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and, like, and then um, um, the film starts out and Clara is going to her mom's house, right? Um, the fantastic... Vivica Fox, which was a unfair way to start this film because it made me think Vivica Fox was going to be in this way more than she was. Right. Uh, <laughs> but she goes and she talks to her mom and then she's just like, sorry, I have to go to work. And her mom is just like, well, before you go, here's a bunch of exposition about how you don't enjoy your job and also your father is dead. Um, <laughs> bye. <laughs> like, that's all that scene was. But even beyond that, um, because, like, again, even beyond the weird writing and, like, the weird acting and stuff like that, <laughs> everything in that house is blinding, blinding white. Like, the walls are white, the furniture is white, and then, yep. like, there's a whole bunch of windows along the walls, so so light is coming into those. And that scene is just really bright, and you're just like, oh, whoa, I guess this is, like... Just like how the movie is going to be. And then the next scene where she's at the restaurant, that's like gone. And you're just like, oh, okay, well, this is weird. But then there keep like scenes keep coming up where everything's white and that huge light saturation comes up again and you get like a headache during the scene and then it goes away. And I'm just like, did nobody watch this after they edited everything? <laughs> because this is physically like hard to watch as a movie um yeah man it's just um it it was jarring because like i can't remember the last time i watched something and it was just like wow even like the technical aspects of this are like distractingly bad it was it was rare it was a rare experience well and the editing was so weird and maybe it was maybe it's less of the editing and more of the acting i'm not sure but like there'd be these scenes where it you know they'd all stop talking and just kind of like look at each other until like the next scene started and it it reminded me of like you know a church christmas play or something like (laughs) did you kind of get that too or like was it just a me thing no no you're exactly right (laughs) there's like a bunch of weird editing stuff that happens um in this like there are like weird pauses it's weird because there's like a combo of like weird pauses in between interactions but then occasionally there's also like zero pause in between them as well sometimes so it's just like a character will like stop talking and then immediately the next character is in it and i'm just like oh whoa (laughs) i can't even like i haven't even processed what the first person said yet um (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's, it's so odd. And then there were a bunch of, like, weird cuts that, like, almost intentionally created, like, c- continuity errors. 
where like I swear there's a part where like where Clara's at um is that is that is that Christmas dinner with her family and she's talking um again to the um um incredible Vivica Fox and and the camera is jumping between the two of them like really fast <laughs> and and there's a point where like Clara says something um her mom says something and it jumps to her and then it goes to Clara to just to show Clara's reaction and then the camera jumps back to Vivica Fox and Vivica Fox is in a totally different part of the room than she was <laughs> when she last said her thing and it's it's like she was on one side of like the uh, of like the island of the kitchen and then it cut and then it cut back and she was on the other side and I was just like whoa why did they even cut there like, <laughs> like it was so weird and, um, no, the editing in this was also, like, very strange. I know we're getting, like, a lot more technical with these than we usually do, but, like, it's just an example of how, like, weirdly screwed up this movie was. Yes, because I, I feel like I'm definitely one of those people that doesn't notice those things quite as often. But again, like, if it sticks out this much, like, that's, you know, it's worth mentioning. Like, yeah. Um... What? Okay. <laughs> Who is your favorite side character? <laughs> um, there's only one side character worth caring about, and it's Vivica Fox. <laughs> 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 um, no, I do like her character, though. It was frustrating. Um, it was very, it was very frustrating to me because, like, it kept <laughs> feeling like they were trying to have her mom be like kind of an antagonist in the film mm -hmm. of being like well you know clara you aren't reaching your full potential and like um you know isn't it like great that like um, your sister is doing all these things and things like that and they kept feeling like that's what they were trying to do but like at no point does anything that her mom says feel actually like passive aggressive or like antagonistic in any way like yeah. every time it literally just feels like she's saying like hey i can tell you're unhappy with this job and like you should be you could do a lot more than what you're doing or like um or it's just like or like at one point um, um again it was at christmas when uh vivica fox de <laughs> develops the um ability to teleport three feet um <laughs> and and she's just like um, you know, uh, um, you know, Clara, a, lo um, a lot of things can change in a year's time. And Clara acts like she's saying, like, yeah, because your life's a wreck and you better hope things change in a year's time. When literally all her mom is saying, like, hey, like, like, <laughs> like, you know, a lot can change in a year's time. It's all good, boo. Like, go eat some, <laughs> go eat some cake. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, I don't know. I really, um, I really enjoyed her mom. Uh, um, um, I will say a big part of that is probably because it was played by Ivica Fox, who like I do unironically very much enjoy. But, um, but like it's yeah, it was just weird how they took her character and were just like, yeah, see, her mom's like really like on her case about stuff, and just, just and like I t didn't um, receive that at all from like any 
of the interactions. I agree. If nothing else, it actually, to me, made Clara uh, less likable, which I didn't really find her to be a likable character anyway. But, um, I mean, not that it's necessarily her fault. There's not really anything to her, but, you know. Uh, My favorite side character, though, and it's technically two, I really enjoyed, because of how stupid it was, was Janice and Janice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just... I mean, how random was that? I don't. Uh, they're they're just like obsessed with Shane Bourke, and they both go by Janice, which is a personality trait for him. And I don't know. I just found them, uh, you know, a little random, uh, unnecessary spot in this movie that kept me, at the very least, slightly entertained. So. Well, um, <laughs> I need you. To- I need you to know the headcanon I have about the two Genesis, okay? Please. So, um, after a certain point in Christmas with a view, the two Genesis do not show up again. Um, yes. <laughs> and and I have a theory that they went skiing um, and they had just a horrible accident and did not return from <laughs> from the JPEG of death. That was the mountain on that ski resort. <laughs> and just somewhere among the slopes, there's just a pile of snow holding the t- holding the two Janices. <laughs> it's very dark, but I'm here for it. I love it. Um, I mean, and they, 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 they get drunk all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so... God, the, uh, the more I think about it, the more, like, strange it... Like, they kept showing the shot. Speaking of skiing down the mountain slopes, they kept showing the shot of like just like the solitary, not well lit ski track mm-hmm. at night, and like those same two people going down it because they were just reusing the footage every time they showed it. <laughs> and it was ah, that ah, it was so weird. God, this is a weird movie. Why is it so bad? Like why? <laughs> Why have I seen student films at Asbury that were better than this? Dude, Four Level Midnight was better than this. Like, <laughs> I mean, so weird. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Oh goddamn. Um. <laughs> however, though, Jenny, I can't allow us to um to move on from side characters, um, without talking about um. Ani, who for some reason is Clara's friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, God, between Clara, between Clara and Shane, they chose like two of the least charismatic leads of a rom-com I've ever seen. Um, because Bonnie is one of the craziest people I have ever seen in a movie. <laughs> like, right? She's she, she's unhinged for so much of this movie that, like, at first it feels, like, kind of low-key. Like, Pawnee, <laughs> when she first shows up in the movie, uh, the people, I uh, was watching it, I watched it with Issa, um, I watched it with our friends, the Hubers, and they um, they made the viewing way more enjoyable. 
because again, if I had watched this alone, I would have like fallen asleep after the yep. first 20 minutes. Um, and like, I made the joke about Bonnie that she was 100% like the kid who like you used to hang out with in school when like uh, there wasn't anybody else to hang out with. Like, <laughs> like she had that kind of vibe. And then the film went on and then I was slowly realizing like, oh wait, no, Clara is actually like the pity friend because um, she's awful and just yeah. overall unfriendly. Um, yeah. And Bonnie is just like, the kid who you're friends with for a while until they do something like really, really wild. And you're just like, Oh, Whoa, (laughs) like you're that kind of person because the part where, um, Clara, Bonnie and Clive, uh, (laughs) um, when they go to, um, Hugh's office, Hugh is his name. When they go to his office to get those papers, um, and Bonnie, like, breaks open a filing cabinet for no reason. There's no reason for her to do that. She does not know that, like, he (laughs) is trying to do anything, like, illegal or underhanded. Like, like, this is literally just her boss. Like... (laughs) It's like um, to like to throw back to when we all worked at Olive Garden. It'd be like if you, me, and Jacob just randomly went into the manager's office at Olive Garden and just like broke one of their things, like unprompted. <laughs> like it made no sense for her to do that, and she did it so casually. And Clive reacted to it like this was not the first time she has done this. <laughs> yes, I- like, yeah, that's just what she does, basically. And then she's like, there's, like, I found the yellow envelope. And then Bonnie's like, well, I found the yellow envelope. And just, like, <laughs> she's going to toss the other one away. Because, uh, yeah. It was <laughs> God, it was, it was so wild. And Clive was just like, dude, Clive, man. Ah, man, I got some questions about, like, about Clive. Clive was probably the the most interesting character of the little time that we had with him, and also maybe the best actor. Um, I don't know. Except yeah, for it's possible. Like, <laughs> Clive, <laughs> Clive felt like um, <clears throat> um, Clive felt like the character that you have when like you're doing like um, a comedy that's very absurd, and you have to have like one. One character in it who's not absurd, who's who's just like a down to earth regular person. Um, um, Clive is that, except his film is like not very funny. So, <laughs> so him just acting like a regular person just makes everybody else like feel so much worse and weirder. Um, because like Clive's just like hanging out and like he sees. He sees his wife to be just like, um, <laughs> just commit a felony offense, and he's just like, "Well, you keep things interesting, sweetie." And then <laughs> it's just like, and then finally they go to like, do they go to like city hall to steal records? Yeah. <laughs> and, 
and Clive, who I thought worked there because he's a city planner, was just like, okay, well, y'all, okay, now we need to leave. <laughs> like, now this is getting to be a little bit much. Like, let's, let's go. We got to head back. Um, I got to have, have to go to bed. Well, that's another thing. Why is Clive so ripped? <laughs> It looks like it looks like Clive has done CrossFit for twenty five years. He is so ripped. <laughs> Clive should have been stayed work. Clive's a hottie. Like oh my gosh, it's wild. It's it's really a shit. It really turns into a shame uh, because Shane like shows his like chest and abs like all the time, and it's just like yeah okay, like you're obviously an actor like. You know, I get it. And then Clive comes out without a shirt on, and you're just like, oh, Clive is just like actually, he's just actually Clark Kent of Superman. Like, this guy's, he, like, why? Why is he so ripped? My, my head canon is that they actually forgot to cast Clive, and they got to that scene, and they just picked somebody random from the set and threw him in there. That's, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's wild oh dude it's so weird it's so weird yeah Ani is crazy but like at the same time she was the only character who seemed like she would be any fun to be around at all dude speaking of Bonnie though I can't believe I forgot to mention this the way because I need to I'm thinking I'd, I'm misremembering this scene, so help me out. So the way that Shane and Clara meet is because Bonnie is like, hold my cheese. That isn't wrapped or anything. It's just like a, a cheese. That's like, yeah. <laughs> and so she's like going to the bathroom or something, and Clara drops the cheese, and then Shane picks it up. Is that like a thing that happened? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, is, that is beat for beat how that scene happens, Jenny. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, Gruyere, that's like a really good cheese. <laughs> he's like, no, it's not mine. Thank <laughs> you. That happened. Okay, anyway. Um, and here's the thing. That that scene would have been comedy if those actors had any chemistry whatsoever. <laughs> but they don't. So it just feels like a really weird interaction that you watched. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. Yeah, because Bonnie is stealing cheese from the restaurant. That's like her thing for some reason. <laughs> yeah, something else that Bonnie just does, you know? Like okay. before you find out that her, her real character trait is 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 like she's able to bag really hot city planners. Like <laughs> her whole thing is that she steals cheese from her place of employment. Oh my god. Bonnie's got it down. She's got it down. Um Great. Uh, what what did you like about this movie, Al? Um, Vivica Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Same. That's an easy question. You know, I mean, yeah, man. I'm like, yeah. I don't know, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this one. We need to stop letting Jacob do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think next year, Alyssa needs to pick the movie. Absolutely, that'd be great. It was so. Um, um, shoot, I just I just now thought of this. I'd forgotten about it, but I really wanted to bring this up. Um, 
I'm sorry. This is not <laughs> this is not something I liked about the movie. Um, <laughs> um, this was one of the first movies I've ever seen, especially like, um, I guess this technically counts as a rom com. I guess that's what it. Oh really? As. I oh. guess I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What is this movie? Um, drama and romance. Drama. That's kind of overselling it. Okay, but um, this was the first movie I have seen in a long time where I felt like the script had zero, like absolutely zero intended jokes. Like yeah. at no point um, did I hear a line said that I thought, oh, the writer put that in as a joke to make people laugh. Like there were things that like I laughed at, <laughs> but I don't think they were intended to be funny. <laughs> um, and like the last movie I can think of that like has like such a like straight forward zero jokes in the script approach is like probably like a godfather or schindler's list like <laughs> like it's so it's so rare especially nowadays that you come across a script where it's just like there are no jokes in this like nobody this guy does not want anyone to laugh at Christmas with a view. <laughs> and it's so, it's so bizarre. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was just a weird part that I, I really wanted to point out because it was so strange in hindsight after I watched it. I was just like, wow, were there any like actual written jokes in the movie? Because I don't think there were. Well, I'm, I'm a sick. No, I mean, I think you're right. But I'm guessing. I'm guessing that the celebrity TV show was kind of supposed to be funny, maybe. And then Janice and Janice, like, that had to have been, right? I guess that's true. That's true, yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know. Like, because okay. yeah. oh, I don't know. <laughs> You're right. Like, as far as lines are concerned, nada. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so, oh, God, it was so strange. It was um, uncomfortable. So many of the scenes were uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a really like, good way of um, I know I sent the screenshot um, to Jacob, which I'll be very disappointed if he does not use it as the preview for this episode, uh, because there's a point where um, um, I paused it uh, to go get drinks from the kitchen, and I, I just so happened to pause it on the part where they were both in his car, and and they were like kind of talking as if like they were into each other and the subtitle came up that said both laugh nervously yes. and that is a perfect capsulation <laughs> of what this movie was because so many of these scenes were so uncomfortable because no one had chemistry with each other right yeah well yeah that scene too like <laughs> was so weird because she goes he's trying so hard to act like she's she doesn't like him and then when he does like they have like their first kiss and she's like i can't believe i'm kissing a celebrity and he's like whoa that's like not okay and that's i don't know everything about that was just so weird uh but yeah. no that's a great screenshot sorry it just reminded me of that weird scene <laughs> yeah all of the 
it's like it's very descriptive of, of like the rest of the film on that interaction because like all of the conflict in Christmas with a view is so like <laughs> arbitrary and manufactured. Like it's it's so weird. Like they have that kiss, and for a second you're just like, okay, they're like kind of connecting with each other, and then she's just like, I can't believe I'm kissing a celebrity. I'm just like, what the hell are you talking about? What? <laughs> what do you mean? Why is that a why is that a thing that you're saying right now? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean you can't believe you're kissing a celebrity? Like, it isn't even as if like Shane would be like seen and and recognized on the street. Like, I think of like I think of like. If I were to be kissing a c- c- celebrity, if I were in in a situation that would bring me even close to saying those words out loud, I would have to be kissing like Timothy Chalamet or something. Like, like Shane Shane is not a celebrity. Shane is a very good chef who was on a TV show. Yeah. And then, but, like, so she stays mad at him, and he's the one acting like he's, like, the bad guy. So that was, like, I was, like, that's weird. I'm, like, y'all should just, like, end it if this is, like, going to be, like, a big deal for you. But then they, they, you know, get through all that, and at the end of the movie, y'all, like, they end up deciding they're going to run a bed and breakfast together. And they've only known each other for, like, I don't know, two weeks all, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, I I really hope that their relationship lasts for the long haul um, because that situation is going to be absolute hell if they break up. (laughs) That is going to be absolute torture, trying to run a business together if you break up. Oh, did we decide if we liked anything about the movie? I don't think we do. I don't think I do, no. (laughs) (laughs) I do not think I do. (laughs) It even even takes away the things that I would usually like. Because I like Vivica Fox, but I hate the way she's characterizing it. It's so weird. I agree. Um... Let's see. The next question is, what did you dislike about it? I feel like we've kind of covered that. Is there anything that really stood out that you're like, wow, I just hate this so much? Okay, so here's the thing, Jenny. Okay, I've got two. And one is like kind of the crux of what this podcast is. So I'm going to save that for later. But (laughs) uh, right off, okay, right off the bat. When Shane is having his heart to heart with Frank and Jackie, and he's talking about his parents and their anniversary, and they bring out the ornament bell and are like examining the picture, and he has his whole, whole cathartic thing, right? I had to pause the movie and have my friends explain to me what the hell was going on. Because I did not understand <laughs> for a second what the significance of any of it was. <laughs> I, I don't either. 
and okay. after after it was explained to me, I was just like, no, no, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense either, because the whole thing is that like, okay, so Shane is trying to find this place that his parents had their it was either their honeymoon or their anniversary. I forget which one. Um, and they had taken a picture of it. And apparently he just explored the country, going to every <laughs> ski resort he could find, <laughs> showing like a, a not very good photograph to people, asking if they remembered who these people were. <laughs> and he finally lands at this one. Jackie takes a look at the photograph and she says, this had to be like 20 years ago. I was just a little girl then, which that doesn't, that does not make any sense. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Jackie's a great person, but she is, but like she is not in her thirties. Um, so, so that part was weird. And then they were just like, Oh wait, they're hanging this ornament and they pull out the bell from their little um, chest. And and they're just like, well, they had to have been here because we have guests hang this bell on the tree every Christmas. Mm. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> so have you only had one guest at Christmas for the past 20 years? Because oh. that's the only way that works. Unless every time a guest hangs it, they promptly take it back off of the tree and wait for the next guest to come and hang it on the tree. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. And then Shane is just kind of like, ah, oh, this is so helpful. Thank you. And I'm just like, Shane, there is a very high chance that they made that up. <laughs> Just to, like, placate you because you won't leave them alone. <laughs> like, and also, I didn't get why, having heard what his whole deal was, I still didn't understand why he had been, one, so damn evasive about it up until yeah. that point. Because he goes to that, to that head and breakfast a lot. And talks yeah. to them a lot. And, and doesn't like, at all. Yeah. And like the very first time he went to, to go get breakfast, he could have just easily have been like, um, hey, excuse me, I'm trying to track down this resort that my parents had stayed at. I was wondering if like, and just had that whole thing just like right then and there. Yeah. Like that isn't like an overly weird or mysterious thing to be trying to do. Like just, just ask them. So one, why was he so evasive about it? And two, why did he feel the need, if that's the only reason he was there, why did he feel the need to take a six-month contract at this <laughs> restaurant? <laughs> well, you know, he's got to make money somehow, I guess. <laughs> did he actually, like, move up his timetable to ask them about the photograph? And he had originally planned to just be like, okay, I'm going to scope this place out for six months and wait to make my move. Because, like, he could have just, he could have just gone there, like, over a weekend. <laughs> yeah. 
he could not even a weekend. He could have just gone there one day, had breakfast, asked the question, and left. Was this was this whole search he had been doing across the country? Had it taken him like sixteen years because he kept taking like six month long contracts at every ski resort he found? <laughs> Because that's the only way he knew how to do this. <laughs> it was the only way. That's the only way. That's, that's oh it. Oh, God. That whole, that whole scene, which was supposed to be very emotional, it was supposed to be like this um, <laughs> climax of the movie, of his arc. And one, I didn't understand what the hell was happening. And two, after it was explained to me, the inconsistencies of it was the only thing I could think about for the rest of the movie. <laughs> It made me, I've never been, I've never gone, like, so 180 from, like, confused to, like, just, like, infuriated so quickly (laughs) with a plot point in a movie. Because I was just like, wait, what's going on? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fair. That's really fair. It's crazy. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Well, I definitely agree with that. Um, that whole and like his and Clara's like love story in general is just so weird to me. Like, there's like a scene like I don't know. I know it's a Christmas movie and they have to like speed things along, but like, like uh, when she went to have dinner at his house and like they're laying there and she's like he's trying to ask him what he's doing there and he's like. You know, he says some random, like, oh, you know, just figuring some shit out or something. I don't remember what he said. <laughs> and then he's, like, randomly, like, but I might be working on something to make me stay longer. And kind of, like, nudges her. And I'm, like, you just met this girl. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he moves so fast. <laughs> like, wow. Like, oh, God, you barely know her. She's going to get mad at you for really random stuff. Like, your entire, I don't know. Um, but I think the mo- the thing I disliked the most um, about this movie was that it didn't feel like, aside from, I mean, there's a lot I disliked, but it didn't feel like a Christmas movie. Like, it's just, like, winter in a ski resort, and there's, like, a lot of red, and that's that's it. There's not really, like, any, there's no, like, Christmas magic. There's not really anything helpful mm. other than Shane magically finding the resort that his parents stayed at that... I don't know what kind of significance that holds, but anyway. So, I I, I didn't like that. I'm like, if this is going to be a cheesy Christmas movie, give me the cheesy, like, Christmas in our heart, like, that kind of stuff. Like, you know know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, no, no. I know exactly what you mean. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was the other thing I was going to talk about. Is that, like, uh, by the end of it, I was just like, hold on a second. Like, According to the parameters that Jenny Hardesty herself set down about what a Christmas film is, this is not even a Christmas movie. Like, um, excuse me, like, um, it takes place at Christmas. There's snow everywhere, sure. Um, And, like, that's it. Like, there's no, like, Christmas magic. There's no Santa Claus there's no like angelic Tim Meadows coming down to <laughs> to bring the news of your fiance's demise. Like there was, <laughs> there was none of that. 
And I was just like, oh, God, dude. They don't even, like, they, like, <laughs> they showed up to the game and they didn't even go hard. Like, they, <laughs> they're just, this entire thing could have easily have taken place at, like, at, like, Easter or Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> Or Valentine's Day. This honestly would have made way more sense if this took place at Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> to be completely honest with you. Because that's still in the winter, so it still would have been ski season. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I just now realized that. I'm so mad now. <laughs> this 100% should have been a Valentine's Day movie. <laughs> the Christmassy thing about it, and I know we keep going her but is Vivica Fox because she's like decorating you see her like making these like really pretty wreaths and you know she has like a Christmas dinner and that's like the most Christmassy thing about this movie she's the um, only thing holding this Christmas film identity together yeah. like, she's the only thing holding it together it's oh god it's wild oh my god I'm so angry now I can't believe it like, listeners, if y'all decide to watch this movie, just fast forward to Vivica Fox's um, moment. It'll only take you, like, 15 minutes at most. And that's it. That, that's the movie. That's all you need to worry about. That's it. That's all you need to see. Okay. <laughs> then it just turns into um, a film about <laughs> Vivica Fox having a very ungrateful daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much what the actual movie is about when you get down to it. <laughs> So that's that's how you watch this movie. Um, is this fast forwarding to Vivica Fox's moments? Um, I think we've already answered this, but would you watch it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's this like it's these kinds of movies that make me very hesitant to ever watch a Christmas film. <laughs> like like this director alone. This director has directed has directed 34 of these movies. <laughs> He's done A Christmas Exchange, Christmas in the Wilds, Christmas in the Rockies, um, On the Baby in a Manger, Christmas in Paris, Christmas with the Prince, Christmas with the Prince 2 Becoming Royal, A Very Country Christmas, A Christmas Village. Like, I, oh my God. Like, the fact that I know people in real life who have poured their heart and souls into screenplays that are ready to go, like right now, and have been unable to get like a foot in the door in the entertainment industry because the entertainment industry is horrible and nepotism filled and all that stuff. And this asshole can use all of the money that some other asshole is giving him to just churn out 34 of these Christmas movies that are all the same movie is just infuriating. I hate it so much. I could tell you you were very passionate about this. <laughs> it's so awful. Oh, my God. And, like, I can just imagine, like, how many scripts came through this studio that could have been the next, like, Citizen Kane? Or not even that. Like, it could have been the next, like, I don't know, um, a proposal, which is a great rom-com. Like, 
just anything with like some actual like heart in it. <laughs> and instead it was just like, oh nope, I don't have time on the slate for that. <laughs> oh, Justin has to do eight Christmas movies this year. <laughs> like, oh my god. Six of these are from 2018. Yeah. Yeah, and then you, you mentioned the Christmas Prince one. I want to say that's Vanessa Hudgens, and I want to say that's a trilogy now. <sighs> I hate this. I hate this. Wow. I hate. I hate this man. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this man. Also, um, on the one you talked about, um, yeah. Christmas with the Prince. Um, I know the one that you're talking about with Vanessa Hudgens. That is not the one this guy did. This guy did Christmas with a Prince, which stars the same actress who played Clara. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Is she, like, in this weird Christmas post? And, like, every movie is just about her? Oh, my God. That is not the MCU (laughs) spinoff universe that I wanted. What is happening? Oh my gosh, I'm just on her IMDB page now, and it's all it's all Christmas movies. <laughs> it's all Christmas movies and movies about weddings. <laughs> oh my god, I hate it. I hate it. Like, I try not to hate anybody except the people who really deserve it. But god, I think... The world might be a better place if Justin G. Dick wasn't in it. <laughs> I don't know. So many places this podcast could have gone, and I did not expect it to be as like damning one of the directors. <laughs> like, if anybody's listening to this, like, don't like go out and hassle him or anything. Like, I'm sure he's a, I'm sure he's a very nice man, and I'm being very dramatic, but like, ah. Uh, God, do I hate this kind of stuff. Like, oh, man. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, There's your super passionate episode for this year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the last question um, is how does it compare to the other films that we've watched so far? Oh, this is the worst by far. (laughs) This one is so bad. This one makes 12 Dates of Christmas seem like high cinema. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch 12 Dates of Christmas five more times before I watch this again. <laughs> God, wow. <laughs> because, like, at, le- at least 12 Dates of Christmas, like, at least things happen. Yeah. Like, at least <laughs> at least there are things that move the story forward, which is wild. The film that is essentially, like, Christmas version of Groundhog Day has more forward momentum than this movie does. Well, and also, it does fit, like, the Christmas formula that I think makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie. Exactly. Yeah, so, like, yeah. We, we talked in our last episode about how Christmas movies kind of have a tendency to, like, throw, like, a, a takeaway at you. Like, a lot of them, like, have, like, some kind of thing they're, like, intending to, like show you and tell you and like um and make you go oh wow i really have been like this um 
type of person I shouldn't be. Thank you, Elf Days of Christmas. Um, <laughs> and I keep, I kept getting the feeling that this movie was trying to do that too, but for the life of me, I can't figure out what the takeaway is supposed to be. I don't know. I I don't know what I'm supposed to learn from their relationship and their story. No, I have no idea. Um so weird. Yeah, there's it's just it's just there. Um other than like um hey, if you already have like a if you already have like a really good life, um like just wait until a man shows up and makes your life even better. Like that's the only that's the only kind of, only kind of takeaway I can imagine. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it, everybody. Um, <laughs> hey, if you if you are already like a successful manager of a resort restaurant who's about to get promoted anyway, just wait. <laughs> wait, there's a, a sexy man will show up and and solve problems you didn't even know you had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go, everybody. Okay, so. EIC doesn't choose the movie anymore. No, not uh, anymore. Absolutely not. <laughs> we are, um, he has lost his privileges. On December 6, 2022, <laughs> yeah, Christmas Best cast is declaring that a thing. <laughs> it's no more. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, any final thoughts? Um. Next year, let's have Chase choose one instead. He's, yeah. a, good, <laughs> he's a constant supporter of our, of our stuff. Like, let's do that. I love Chase. Chase, I don't know how much this he's is your shot, buddy. <laughs> yeah, if Chase, you're listening. Hit us up with some good uh, Christmas content for next year. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all you, buddy. It would be pretty funny if after I shouted him out as somebody who always listens to our content if he does not listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I didn't catch that episode. Like, oh. <laughs> no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, Christmas Fest? What's Christmas Fest? <laughs> oh, y'all cover Christmas movies? What? <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> yes. Well, I that that was uh, our uh, review of uh, Christmas of Review. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, everybody. <laughs> that we never have to watch it again. Oh and, my God. I'm so happy. Beautiful. So, um, but yeah, I think we're gonna watch uh, Fred Claus next. Ooh, and Fred Claus. That's, I'm pretty excited for that one. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a few years, actually. So I'm really excited to revisit it. Um, yeah. So uh, with that, Phantom is for everyone. Um, yeah. Later, Gators. I, I don't know why I said that. That was weird. Later, <laughs> After a while, crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>